0: Sarah, I feel, did we both have the same thought today, which was, this movie is really fucking depressing, so let's wear something bright and fun for the podcast? Um, that was
1: my thought. My thought was like, it's warm outside, I want to wear something springy.
0: It is. It's, uh, of course, we are, god damn, there's, I'm spilling my drink everywhere. Uh, we are in the state of Georgia, Atlanta specifically, uh, and uh, it is, spring is spring, sprunging? a bit here it's full spring as we call it full spring of course yes there will be one more winter yeah yes but for now it's full spring and we're enjoying it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh i i was like feeling a little depressed frankly after last night's movie we both watched silence i watched the rest of it today well we'll get into that yeah. oof Um so I felt like I wanted to wear something kind of bright and fun to lift my mood and I feel like we kind of match a bit. Are you okay you about to sneeze there? Let it out. I didn't I didn't have to I I thought I had to sneeze but it, it went away. Don't keep that in. I know. Don't keep it's going to come out Don't some, keep the devil sneezes way. in.
1: Oh my gosh, the devil sneezes. <laughs>
0: um welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And on this show, we are sifting through uh, enthusiastically, at sometimes grudgingly, through the filmographies of our two favorite actors, Adam Driver and Andy Samberg. And this is today, one of those
1: grudgingly times.
0: This was I did not have a. I did not have a good experience watching this motion picture.
1: This wasn't the worst that we've seen. Like I've, I've I disagree. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen films that have really, really like made me like really upset. Yeah, but, like this was like it was a well-made film. It
0: was well-made. I'm not gonna lie. So if okay, so listeners, today we're talking about silence. Um, shh. shh. We can talk about what that means. Uh, we're not gonna be silent about silence. No, we're not uh today um now i i if you're here and you're worried that we're going to just shit on this movie we're not uh that's not what we do here even if we don't like a movie we still talk about it i think to the best of our ability um it is a very well-made film i'm not here to say that there's anything wrong with the craftsmanship of this movie uh the performances excellent amazing yeah uh the shooting the visual style, amazing. Um,
1: the, the The writing is good too.
0: Yes, for, for me there are some the things subject matter. Mat, mat,
1: matter.
0: Yes, it was. I I straight up did not have a good time. That's all. That's what I'll say. So I think Sarah, maybe for you, this was less painful to watch than some of the other ones that you watched that that you didn't like so much. Like you, Annette, you had a very strong mm-hmm. reaction to that. Yeah. Tracks, I remember you had a very strong reaction to that. Maybe yeah. this is my tracks. I just really it was uh, it was tough uh I felt at some a certain point I began to question myself as a as a fan of Martin Scorsese well not (laughs) I mean I I was like why am I doing this to myself um I love Adam Driver but but at what cost um But don't worry, listeners. I'm still as committed to watching all of Adam's films as I was before. Now that I've made it past this one, especially. Yeah. Adam uh, but killed let, it in we, this
1: film. Sorry, huh? Adam killed it in this film.
0: He, I mean, he. When does he not kill it? To be he honest, he always
1: kills it. Yeah, I know. But yeah,
0: I mean, he was he was wonderful, and we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the themes. There's a lot to discuss. I didn't enjoy the experience of watching this film, but I can't appreciate the craftsmanship, and we will be talking about that.
1: Sorry, we skipped um, the news, didn't we?
0: No, we're not going to skip the news. I was about to circle back. Okay. I was on a boat. There was a lot of mist. Oh. A lot of mist. And I'm going to circle back to the news. Uh, Are you ready for some Adam and Andy news? Yes. Okay. So uh, would you like to start with Adam or Andy for some dealer's choice? Andy. Okay. Okay. So now some of this I just found out literally moments ago because I'm always trying to troll for news. And some of it I get on Twitter and some of it uh, I, I'm like, I need more and I'll, I'll Google. So it's one of, this I'm, one of these things I'm very excited about. Uh, first of all, apparently uh, The Boys, uh, The Boys, uh, and remember that animated spinoff I was telling you about, but mm-hmm. Diabolical? Uh, it's out or at least it's out for critics because reviews are in. Or uh and uh Andy is receiving a lot of praise for his segment, which is apparently quite dark. Oh. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's something you and I should watch, even if we don't yeah. do a whole episode on it. Um Is it a short? I think so. I mean it might be a whole episode. I'll look into it, but uh, but he's does voice work on it and also I believe maybe wrote it or worked on the team. I don't know. He was part of a team that created this segment uh for the boys. Uh diabolical show and he's getting you know apparently it's very apparently his segment is very good so that's out uh here's the news that i just found out moments ago so cbs has ordered a pilot from the lonely island so this includes andy akiva and yorma they're all working on this together uh the pilot is called the hug machine and it is a single camera comedy uh, written by Sam Laybourne, uh, that is described as a family comedy with musical elements. Family? A family comedy. Uh, the project centers on a dad who gets a second chance to save both his marriage and his flailing rock career when his band unintentionally finds success in the ruckus, cutthroat world of children's music.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> uh, Takone, so Yorma is directing the pilot, Okay. And will as z- z- executive produce alongside the writer, La- Samuel Laborn, uh, Andy Samberg, uh, uh, Akiva Schaefer, and Ali Bell. Uh, CBS Studios is behind the hug machine. And uh, so that's, uh, that's some news. Who's playing the dad? I don't know. I hope it's Andy.
1: I know. I but hope it's it, Andy.
0: I don't know. But I hope it's Andy. I'm I know. crossing my fingers and my toes. I hope that it's Andy. But we'll see who knows he might just be on it could be one of because lonely island does executive produce things where they're not as deeply involved as performers uh but as but we know andy's in between projects right now so imagine
1: still working with your best friends from sixth grade like into the 40s. I hope for, we're 40s. working together forever. Oh, yeah. No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, imagine like someone you met in sixth grade. Like, it's so awesome oh, that they're, they uh, stay, 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 know, in touch and great. are working together.
0: I. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, I did have a, a friend when I was in seventh grade who we used to write short stories together. Uh, mm-hmm. she I had a friend like does, that too. Yeah. She doesn't, I don't think she does that stuff anymore, but she moved away. Um, I, 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 if only Sarah, if only we had known each other in sixth grade. Of course, when I was in sixth grade, you would have been like so eleven one years old.
1: I would have been like two or something. Yeah, <laughs> you would
0: have been a wee baby. Uh, it mm-hmm. would have been really weird for us to be hanging out.
1: Would have been weird. You would have had to to ba- to babysit me.
0: But I'd like to think we would have gotten along. Mm-hmm. Even that. Oh yeah. Um. So that's that's all the news I have for Andy. Uh. So we'll, let's move on to Adam. I'm gonna start with the the downer news first. I'm gonna start with the bummer. Uh, sixty-five has been postponed to April of 2023. So your response what? to that? Yeah, no 2023? dinosaurs till 2023. Yeah, when was this supposed to be released again? Uh, April of this year. So in about a month. Did they give an explanation? Uh, the explanation was oh, all they said was we're grateful to the studio for letting us make this the best film it can possibly be. Now, I think if it was released in this April it would be competing with Jurassic world or whatever that movie is. that's coming out with all the Jurassic people. So I imagine they don't want to compete with that for one. Uh, but also I, I assume they're just still, I mean, if they're waiting a whole year, then I guess they're still tinkering with it. But frankly, I thought to be honest now, 20, April, 2023 is a long time, but I felt that the, production schedule was really short to begin with because try to remember like when was he shooting this it was like it was before house of gucci right Mm -hmm. so it was about a year ago that he was shooting the movie still so for a movie that is probably got a lot of special effects you know because it's a sci-fi movie for it to come out in a year is was frankly i think pretty ambitious so I, I assume that they're probably taking their time to improve the VFX. That's what I Get would say. Get rid of the
1: dinosaurs, like the the tester uh uh, uh, uh audiences wah, wah didn't you say that some people commented they're like dinosaurs sure.
0: but <laughs> i think that's part of the plot so i'm gonna guess that they maybe maybe the dinosaur maybe the vfx are not up to snuff and they're just they're improving it or doing so whatever they're doing i don't know but they are i mean you know i think that the, the thing about films is you can work on them forever you know like they're never really done like at a certain point you just decide that they're Let's done stop working decide on this decide
1: <laughs> they're done people i want to see it
0: Right but but if the, but if the movie's going to be better I am very excited about Adam you know as a a sort of uh anti-hero astronaut running through on a around a planet with dinosaurs like shooting laser guns like I want that
1: But give whole it to me here a whole year I like, know it's why really they disappointing it?
0: like I don't understand I, I don't know, know. I don't know if they're going to sh- do reshoots or pickups or who knows what. Um, I don't know. But I do really, I'm excited about this movie. And I'd re- if it's going to take them, if it's going to be better because they're taking their time with it, then good, good. You know, I'd rather the movie be better, you know. Some things get rushed, you know, and I want it. But that means that the only Adam movie that's slated to come out this year is, uh, White Noise. So
1: not as big as last year, not as many no. Things. Well, this
0: year I think there was like a a, a backup of Adam projects mm-hmm. where he had stuff yeah. that was supposed to come out. Like Annette had been shot a while ago, and the last duel had to be interrupted due to COVID. So I think it was just like he had a lot of stuff coming out at once. It was like we had a feast. There was an Adam feast. Mm-hmm. and now we're just like trying to trying to live with the small offerings that we're getting now <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so yeah so that's what's going on with 65 um and then let's see the other news i have is that adam and joanne attended the cesar awards uh last week that was really fun uh uh watching all the pic looking at all the pictures and like you know adam uh what can I say about? Because I did watch a lot of stuff from it. Um, I mean, he looked great, looked amazing. Uh, he had, he wore he had a bow tie. Uh, it was so cute. Uh, Joanne looked amazing. Uh, they looked so cute, like you know, walking around together, sitting together, and stuff. And um, he. Uh, obviously was giving all these interviews and and uh, on the red carpet. And he said, he was saying that he's just really honored to be there. He's like, I know I'm an outsider. And it's really like, I, he's, he's like, I'm humbled that I've been invited to be part of this. Um, there were a lot of Adam Driver, people referenced him a lot during the show. Like there were a lot of presenters who like mentioned him. Really? Um, yes, there were several. Like one guy said that, that the that adam was that he felt bad for one of the presenters said he felt bad or maybe it was the host said that he felt bad for the woman sitting behind adam because she because he's so tall that she wouldn't be able to see through his head and so he like (laughs) tried to duck down (laughs) uh then then they did like uh i think the sparks performed so may we start and i think one of the presenters also said said i or maybe it was the same guy i know you want to get up there and dance and like you can tell joanne like understood what he was saying because they're speaking in french and i imagine Mm -hmm. they had like a translator in their ear but you could see adam concentrating like super hard like he's like i don't know what the fuck they're saying Mm -hmm. and Joanne, you could see like joanne got it before he did and the presenter was saying don't you want to come up here and dance and she's like shaking her head no (laughs) (laughs) uh so that was really funny um also did you watch these I watched um, clips. Okay. I did watch parts of the red carpet. I did watch part of the red carpet. I was like grading for work and I had my grades up in one window and in another window I was trying to watch the live stream, but I couldn't get the, I couldn't watch the show. So I just had to Twitter. Thank you, Adam Driver Stan Twitter for all the clips and photos and everything. Cause I didn't have access to the show. So I did get to see like the best. I think the best parts of it. Uh, there was also a couple presenters that younger women who came up there and were saying like, I, Adam, I've loved you ever since girls. And like, I can't believe, you know, I, you know, now I'm up here, you know, and you're getting, you know, you've been nominated. Like people talked about him constantly. Joanne's like,
1: Joanne's like holding his hand. Like,
0: I'm sure oh she's gosh. used to it. You know? know, like, can you
1: imagine being ma- 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 hell ma- yeah, married? Hell yeah. I'd be like, like, yeah,
0: you're right. If it was me, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I am married to the hottest man on earth. <laughs> me that's how i would feel i would be like i'm the one who gets to go home with this you know and i'm sure sh- i hope that i'm sure i hope that's how she feels anyways no. adam did not win the award for best actor unfortunately uh but the sparks uh and 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 did win some awards they won best uh original music they won best film editing and they won best sound design and i think a few more things but those are the big ones that i remember them winning uh, so Annette did win quite a bit of awards at the show. And uh, so I think uh, a- and apparently the French people, the French people were upset that Adam did not win. Like they were mad. Uh, a lot of people were tweeting about how mad they were that he didn't win. Wow.
1: So he really um, made a smart move in um, get- getting cast in a uh, a French film because now he has French they love fans. It
0: um well i think he probably picked the project because he was interested in the project but yeah like uh, certainly he was embraced by the french sidebar the sag awards happened the same weekend i think and even though he wasn't even at the sag awards he was still mentioned at the sag awards like um i think it was gene smart who was accepting for hacks she was talking about the production designer or somebody and, and she said she said that guy's name is Adam Something. And she was like, I almost said Adam Driver. And it's like he can't, you can't not talk about him. Like he's everywhere. Um, so oh man. Oh, and then the last thing. So that's all that went on with the, the Cesar Awards. And then the last thing I wanted to say was that another thing that came out this week was an interview with the uh writer of House of Gucci, Roberto Bentevenya. Uh, who says who was talking about some other things and 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 said that every now and then adam driver would show up on zooms unannounced with questions and concerns about his character anyway i just think that's an really announced tidbit adam is
1: asking to be invited into the meet me, like, me meeting <laughs> <laughs>
0: you better let him in i just love the idea that adam would just show up unannounced to a zoom just to to ask about his character. I just think that's just a really he's charming. Yeah. He's a huge nerd and I love it. Yeah. Um anyway, that's all I've got for Adam and Andy News. Nice. So uh we'll be on the lookout for the hug machine. Of course, pilots don't always go to air, so we may never see it, but we'll see. I hope Hopefully that, it hope- won't end
1: up like the the pilot we saw with the the A alien who wanted to have sex with the astronaut.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I assume that it'll at least be better than that. I assume. Better production design. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, probably. Okay, sh- uh, Sarah, I feel like we've put this off long enough. <laughs> Shall we talk about silence? Or should we just be silent for the you next... Know, I, think, I think it's important to, ta-
1: ta- to talk about it. There's some important themes. You're right.
0: You're right. You're right. Um, I okay I've already said I did not enjoy this film I think Mm -hmm. I enjoyed this film the least of everything that we've watched like I think if you had if you told me I had to watch either this or that's my boy again I'd watch that's my boy I, I and it's not because this isn't a good film it is it's a good film but it's just so grim yeah it's so grim and I found so many parts of it frustrating and and also I just, I generally have, I I just had a real, it made me profoundly uncomfortable, the whole movie, for many reasons, not just because of the subject matter, because of the, the torture and the martyrdom and all of that, but also because I just get a little squiggy about white men making movies about bringing foreign cult, cult, about cult, cult, foreign cultures culture? and bringing christianity and like it's not anyway we can get into all that but so there's a variety of reasons why i did not enjoy this movie i did i adam was fantastic andrew garfield was everybody in this movie was great uh and it was a gorgeously shot but it was just like it was so long it was so Almost long sarah long. i i wrote down how can one movie be so intense and yet so boring at the same time it was like a m- a mi- a, mi- a miniseries. I feel like I, I felt like I was being flogged by this movie. I mm-hmm. was being flogged. You were being tied
1: up upside down over. I a was in pit. the
0: pit. Uh, okay. Silence 2016, directed by Morton Scorsese, based on a book also called Silence. Mm-hmm. Um, based not, on true, a true of story? Well, it, these are not real people, these characters. These things happened. But according to what I read, these are these people are made up. Oh, unless that's what your trivia says, because I read an article about I read. I read a little bit about this. And according to what I read, Father Garupe and Father, what's Andrew, Father Andrew Garfield. What's his name? Um, Francisco Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Those I don't think they're real people, but all of this stuff did happen. That's what I don't know. You you I literally Googled this while I was eating breakfast this morning. So.
1: According to the trivia, I saw the guy who wrote the book was essentially Ferrera, the okay. Ferrera char- character. Okay. And he changed the name of the mentor, mentee, the mentee. Okay, uh, the, so these the people existed, character. but those
0: were not their names.
1: Right. He cha- or changed.
0: Maybe, I think also uh, Martin took liberties with the story as well, I
1: think. Uh, not as many li- liberties as the Japanese film. Um, okay. That came out in ninety okay. or ninety five or something. This mm-hmm. movie has been a long time co- coming, like oh. Martin Scorsese. Say, yeah, please 80. tell us about okay. it.
0: I need to know. Tell me. Go, go ahead and tell okay. me about this. Yeah. I would love to. So know. So this
1: is this is not. I mean, there's still a lot more trivia, tri- yes. but like this is just like the basic. Like I would love to know. He was given the book in 1988, the year I was born, and wanted to make it since the 90s. So in some
0: ways, this movie is your fault.
1: Oh, it's my fault. Yes, because I um I I wrote the book in the womb. In the womb. And gate gave it to um to Martin Scorsese.
0: Mm-hmm. Um no.
1: Um so he's been wanting to make this for a while but just couldn't get the funding until mm-hmm. 2014 or something like I that. I mean,
0: who wouldn't want to pay for 3 hours of men being tortured?
1: He needed to and get his cred. I mean, I, I guess, guess-
0: by, he already by, had cred by, in the, by 90s. the 90s i know yeah i mean he had made taxi driver look i love martin scorsese films i've but i've naturally i'm more familiar with his what i would call his mob work you know goodfellas taxi not the taxi drivers about mobs but those kind of street films i guess Don't move. someone's here watching you. We had a little drop off in the recording, so I think we're trying to find our way back to the discussion. So, listeners, if we like dropped a subject, I apologize, but we had a bit of a had a little uh, technical issue there. So, uh, you were telling me about the film and how it kind of came about. If you had to book, yes. Yeah, it. So, um, it's from yeah. So, it's Martin
1: Scorsese has wanted to make this for a while. I believe mm-hmm. that maybe just people in the '90s didn't want to see something like this. Like I'm just mm-hmm. guessing because sure. like films like this were not being made back
0: back then. I want to say in the nineties there was a lot of films about Vietnam. That was a and there's a lot of films about that. There were a lot of people reflecting on the Vietnam War and the experience. Uh that's what I remember from the nineties. Okay. I just feel like movies in the nineties were less bleak. I don't think so. I think there were still films like that, but uh yeah. Oh, we were talking about how he needed to get some cred and how we I had seen I remember what we were talking about now. Uh I was saying that I had seen Mean Streets and uh, Taxi Driver and Goodfellas and I've also seen The Age of Innocence. Uh, so I've seen a lot of his work. Uh this is different I think than some of his other stuff. Um But yeah. Uh yeah, I I think that this is a tough sell. It's not there's it's this movie is basically joyless Mm -hmm. there's no hope really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not for me other people might have found hope in his resilience question mark um but it was pretty bleak and i Mm -hmm. think that that a, a long bleak drama is a very long like it's three hours also movies this long were not really made in the 90s so that also was i think a problem so i can see how he would have had difficulty getting this funded are, anything else to say about how the movie came about? I'm very... Thank you for sharing that. Um, there'll be more trivia, tri- oh, okay. tri- yeah, but... Yeah. So, I guess we'll just dive right in here. So, Silence, uh, in which two Portuguese Jesuit priests um, go to Japan to fuck around and find out, is how I would fu- summarize Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Ba-
1: basically, um, just uh, trying to... F- find their mentor priest Mm -hmm. who okay so their mentor is played by Liam Neeson Mm -hmm. and the two of them are Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver
0: they and they let's and they're Portuguese these characters are Portuguese Um, all of them all three of them Liam Neeson basically kind of having a slight Irish accent Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if you noticed that um, yeah, well, he can't not have an Irish accent. I mean, I guess not. Well, you know, Andrew
1: Garfield is British, right? I think so. He's in so many American films that like I forget. You can't tell.
0: It's like Tom Holland. I can't. Yeah. I don't. It's like I forget that he's not an American. But I mean, Andrew Garfield sounds like an American when he, he speaks. Does. I mean, of course, he's doing an accent here. I'm not. I don't know. I can't. Listeners. I know we have some international uh, non-US, I should say, listeners. Maybe you can give us some insight into the accents. I didn't find them particularly bad, but uh, I do... I didn't find
1: them particularly good either.
0: Adam did a fine job. Uh, He... you know, Adam's accents are not... Are you, it's really hard for him to suppress that sort of Midwestern twang he has. Mm-hmm. I think that's really hard for him. But So I think he was doing an okay job here. I, I do have a bit of a problem with white guys playing Portuguese characters. I have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, Andrew and Adam are fantastic. They're great actors. Were there actors who could have played portuguese characters that are not white
1: is my yeah, question actually
0: one of my i guess i can sprinkle in trivia here and there because there's
1: a lot yeah. but um so yes please you, anything you could do yeah so um the original cast was mm-hmm. la 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 robert
0: de niro <laughs> joe no. pesci
1: <laughs> <laughs> no um it was... ray liota huh where's it okay um, Daniel Day Lewis was supposed to play the the, the Liam Neeson Neat-ney, character, who is also a white guy. Definitely um, not
0: Portuguese, that's for sure.
1: Gael Garcia Bernal was set to play Rodriguez. Re- Re-
0: okay, yes. um,
1: okay, he, he is Hispanic. Yeah, um, and Benicio del Toro was set to play
0: uh Adam's character. Yes. Okay, well, that would have been a little closer to the mark i think that would have been closer to the mark sure at least we're not putting white guys in there uh again i want to stress that adam was fantastic in this movie yeah he was i let's talk about adam for a second i think one of the other things that was really hard for me was that adam and and andrew gave such soulful performances And I just, like, it was just really hard to watch them and all of these other people suffer for, like, Mm -hmm. three hours. It was Mm -hmm. excruciating.
1: I loved the love between them. Like, their hugs when they, like, held each other. Oh,
0: I wrote that down. Brothers and brother love was... Yes. There were a lot of little moments of what I would call grace in this movie. Like, uh, uh, the love between these two men uh, and... The love that they had for the people in the country that they were in and um, also not to get into the deep, I guess we're just going to have to get where we can about the deeper themes of this movie, but how do I even say this? I'll just come out and say this movie is difficult for me because I was, I am not a person who was raised in a religious household like I my mother did grow up Catholic went to Catholic school like I think she would have liked me to have been raised that way but that was just not the way things worked out Um, and I just didn't grow up with this stuff being I was not indoctrinated into this it's very difficult for me to grasp the level of commitment that these guys had to this faith and why they would feel like even after being told not to go into this country that they would feel that it is their duty to do so. That was really hard for me. Um, But one thing that I did grasp onto that I felt was really redeeming about their mission was the idea of forgiveness and the way that I think life can be really hard and we make mistakes and we're really hard on ourselves about every little thing, at least I am. And so these men were there to give people forgiveness and hope because they had, these people had such hard lives and they were promising this paradise where when you die, you don't have to struggle and feel pain. Like all of that, I was that was something I could grasp onto. Even if I couldn't grasp onto the doctrine. Mm-hmm. Or even the idea that as a white person, which I know these are Portuguese characters, but they're white guys playing them. Uh, going into this country where they are not wanted um, to spread ideology that is not wanted um at the risk of their own lives uh it was hard for me to grasp onto but the the love that they were trying to share and the forgiveness was something that i could grasp and wrap my head around yeah i don't know what what you think about that so
1: i was also not raised in a religious household and i actually really pushed back on the whole god thing Mm -hmm. like um I explicitly remember having conversations with my mom like even when there would be movies um, that I would see as a kid when it was usually movies that were about Catholics versus Protestants and the Catholics Mm -hmm. would ask the Protestants to renounce their faith and the Protestants refused and they would be Mm -hmm. burned at the stake Mm -hmm. you know um, and they would still like as they were burning not renounce their faith and I'd be like But why? but why? Why? Like it? Like God will know if you if you lie to to protect yourself. Like, why would He want you to die? Like, I don't know. Like, I just I just I, didn't understand why people I could it. believe in a God that would do that.
0: And 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 if you listener, if you're if you're engaging with this podcast right now, and and religion is really important to you, and it's something that really is a deep part of the fiber of your being like just know that i respect i respect that you know like that is a part of you and a a part of your life and your upbringing or or the uh, or who you are and, and and i and i i i respect that i'm coming at this movie from my point of view which is that i just don't understand i it's just really hard for me to understand uh Uh, you know and maybe is that the movie's question is like is all this level of suffering worth it i do feel like the movie if i i mean i don't want to get to the end or anything but i do think this is something we should talk about maybe when we get to the end like does this movie present a viewpoint of questioning whether all the suffering is worth it or does it present the viewpoint and i I don't want to answer this question right now i want to wait till the end but let's you know roll this around in our heads or does it present a viewpoint of that it's heroic, a heroic to hold on to this faith in spite of everything. Is that what is the point of view? I, I do want to talk about that when we get to the end. Um, and But to circle back to Adam. His performance is and again, I think you can see the range here. Look at this guy versus someone like Henry McHenry. You know what I mean? You could not have two characters that are more different, you know, mm-hmm. and the soul that he's bringing to this role the um but it's still adam like you can still feel him in there despite this character being so different i was also just very disturbed by his appearance uh by how thin he was like he was like a bag of bones it was disturbing i was concerned for his health disturbing so i and you and i talked about this so sarah and i watched as we did last time we watched part of this movie together it was too long for us to watch all together last night i did finish it last night before going to bed uh which really put me in a good mindset for rest and sleeping and good thoughts um but you and i watched this together and we had both talked about we wanted to discuss I think some of the things the actors put themselves through for this film. I'm going to lump this in with not just Adams' weight loss and Andrews' weight loss, like they both had to Liam Neeson tremendous- also
1: lost 20 pounds for this film as well.
0: <sighs> um so I guess my question is is it okay to put actors through this? Obviously they agreed to it. Um, is it okay to put actors through this tremendous transformation in their health or to, or, or would you agree to something like this? We have actors also who were strapped to, uh, you know, harnessed to a, a wooden cross and had the wa- waves wash over them. Like all of that, I was like, ugh. so let me just, first of all, let's tackle this. Uh, what are your feelings about actors having to lose or gain a tremendous amount of weight for a role? I think it's really
1: unhealthy. Unhe- yep. Um losing weight. And was ga- it needed, gain, do you gain, think gain,
0: gaining? I don't think it's needed. I
1: actually said this um last night that I like Andrew and Adam are both fit guys, like not big and like not like overweight at all. Mm-hmm. And yet they still lost like dozens of pounds. Also for this guess role. what?
0: Boys with a little meat on their bones can also suffer.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. Like why why I, did why do the actors have to suffer as well as the characters?
0: I agree. That's my main I think you really nailed it, Sarah. My main problem is that why I do and this is my philosophy generally as an artist, I don't I do not like to mix my art and my suffering. Uh I actually our art is something joyful and uh, an escape for me and I understand that that's not everyone's feeling. do mm-hmm. um, and don't that's have to why su- suffer to make art. I that's how I feel and I understand that not everybody feels that way and not everybody and some people are coming to art for the catharsis of suffering. I'm not. Um and some people are coming to it saying I will do whatever it takes to yeah. communicate. And I and I do understand. I will say this Sarah, I do understand the thing the mindset of like, okay, well these are two people that are on an island where they have no access to food really. They're eating like literally tiny pieces of minnows uh occasionally. They don't have access to water. They're being, you know, uh you know, essentially starved and so they wanted the actors maybe to mirror that appearance. I, I but but it's it's, it seems very extreme to me, and I feel like I would have believed their hunger without having to physically see every rib mm-hmm. in Adam's body. Like, it was upsetting. What it did is it distracted
1: from the story, from the work. It made me concerned about the actual mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. And, and judgmental of the filmmakers. Um,
0: I just wanted to wrap him up. In a very, I, I wanted to wrap him, him up. I wanted to give him some rotisserie, rotisserie chicken. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to put a blanket on him and just, and maybe give him a bath. I just was very, he was like a stray dog. I was very concerned mm-hmm. about him. And his, I don't, I wouldn't say for me that it took away from the performance. I still was able to focus on his performance, but I was, I guess, distracted is a good word. I was like, yeah. when he's in the water, with no shirt on, I was like, "Holy shit! Somebody, please give this man something to eat." I am mm-hmm. upset. Yeah, it was upset, s- upsetting. For and sure. I guess the point is to upset us, right? But why isn't the that's point to upset that's us? Question: Why make an entire film just to upset people? That's what the film felt like to me. Was like, let's spend three hours making you feel upset. For mm-hmm. a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. I don't want to steal from what your partner said last night, but he did have a good insight, I guess, Where which was, and I don't know if he f- watched the movie with you. Chris, my husband surprisingly continued to watch this movie, even wow. though I told him he didn't have to. Yeah, well, I was like, you don't have not. to watch this shit with me. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm already laying here in bed. I'll, <laughs> I'll finish it. Um, but actually... The worst thing is, like, when Adam, when Father Garope, he like, drowns in the water, like, I, uh, Chris turned to me and he was, like, he was like, he was like, he he lost all that weight and for what? So he could, dry, he could uh, die face down. He, he's talking about Adam Driver. He lost all this weight and for what? To just, like, for his character to just die face down in the water? Like, I was like, yeah, I guess he didn't really get much of a yeah, spectacular no. ending there. Anyway, your, mm. your partner said um, that there was something about witnessing the suffering that these real people went through and that mm-hmm. maybe that's the point mm-hmm. I don't know what you think about that if you want to reflect yeah.
1: on yeah yeah I guess it and like the the film was 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 dedicated to the 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 Japanese Christians and the and the Japanese priests or the Jesuit priests in yep. Japan um and I guess it is kind of like witnessing the suffering that makes
0: sense but at the same time it's like, you know witness it so we don't do that again not that we aren't maybe doing that shit again i I actually
1: am glad i know this sounds like it was it was not an enjoyable experience but it's something i never heard of before that i never Mm -hmm. knew was happening Mm -hmm. um and i didn't know that the japanese Mm -hmm. were so fearful and so hateful about christianity or christian Mm -hmm. missionaries um Mm -hmm. Which I I would like to contextualize, which
0: I don't think the film did contextualize, really. They tried a bit, but it was very one-sided. I think we should talk about perhaps why. I mean, ideology is a way of uh, colonizing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So to uh, look first of all I want to say that I'm of the mind that I would like people to follow whatever religion they want to ha- have whatever beliefs and and uh, be themselves always as long as they're not hurting other people or infringing just upon other people's right to be hurt themselves
1: other people
0: so I just want to say that I think the these people should have been allowed to be Christian
1: yeah.
0: and other people should have al- been allowed to not be Christian and be Buddhist. Yeah. If they Like, I think that I, I, that's the world I want to live in now to contextualize this. And here's where I think the movie fails for me is that this n- uh, number one, this is a movie where a white man is making a movie about a country, uh, uh, about Japan and Japan uh not wanting christianity within its borders because i i mean to it's imperialism is what it is mm-hmm. you have yeah coming in they're missionaries they're spreading yeah so no it's Japan not good then what
1: concern what the the poor, poor Portuguese priests were doing like yeah no it's well not good.
0: i mean on for them they were there to, to their belief what they've been really raised to believe and what they've devoted their lives to is that I need to share this with these people. They need the salvation. I'm doing a good thing. So I I don't think they're there to control them. They are literally there to save their souls. I know. And that is important to them. And I I understand that. uh, Nor do I think it's okay for Japan to say we need to be insular and completely preserve the purity of our culture. I don't agree with that either. But to contextualize it, they don't want people coming if they're outside and changing the makeup because they're threatened politically by it as well Mm -hmm. as the religious aspect so Mm -hmm. it's very complicated and i don't know that the film really spends a lot of time on the nuance of that and that's it's a it's about it's all about these priests and these people these christians experiencing the persecution which by the way christianity christians have persecuted many other people oh yeah to spread their religion that's not what this movie is about. That's fine. But what I would have liked to have seen is give me something a bit of the other side, like give me some person with humanity on the other side that I can grasp onto. Obviously the inquisitor is a bad guy. He's basically like Darth Vader. There's no dimension to him whatsoever. I feel like there was an opportunity in the interpreter mm-hmm. to see, okay, well, why are they so afraid other than it's a, it's poised. They feel like it's ruining their culture. And yeah, That was
1: all that was said. It was just, they're afraid.
0: And, and why exactly? Like, show me something about them and how they've been affected by this. Or so, I don't know. I just, all I'm seeing is people in the streets throwing food and rocks and stuff at Andrew Garfield. And the Inquisitor is also like very like a cartoonish villain to me. Like, show me s- both sides of it because it feels very white person centric. Yep. And varies from like, his
1: perspective, like yeah. not from their perspective at all, not not even yeah. from the perspective of the Japanese Christians who were following no. them.
0: They were just there to be. They were like cannon fodder. Or
1: just, just <laughs> exactly your <just>, porn. <laughs> exactly. Um, I just uh, didn't care for porn, it. I, I also, say. I also was confused by the acting of the 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 ja ja ja. Japanese characters mm-hmm. and if that was like i guess my fear was that i have heard um or i've re- read stories about sets uh di- directed by white people where they mm-hmm. ask Actors of color to behave in certain Ways Mm -hmm. that fit in With stereotypes
0: so you Were worried there were some I was just
1: Worried about that I can't say that that's True or not because I don't know enough but Mm -hmm. That was just a a worry I I was
0: concerned For you I'm always concerned When a white person comes in to deal With these very complicated themes Uh, I would be Concerned for myself were I to Tackle something like this which is why I wouldn't Mm -hmm. uh, tackle Something like this Uh, That's not to say that these priests and their stories are not important. I don't want to say that. But I do feel like it's very clearly centered on them and the white man experience. And again, I understand these are Portuguese characters. They were not played by Portuguese actors. They were played by white actors. And this was not directed by a Portuguese director. This was directed by a white man. So a white European man. (laughs) So, or European descent, if, if you will. So, uh, it definitely feels like it centers that experience above everything else. And the only other side we get, if we have an other side at all, is Liam Nielsen, who is also another white man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yep. I found that to be problematic for me. Me too. And I, and that was a thing where I felt like the movie didn't, uh, it didn't explore the story in a, in a way that was as nuanced as I would have liked. No, it didn't. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So, do, do you have anything specific? I have some more bullet points here if you want me to go to some of these. Or do you have – I want you to get your all your thoughts in as well. Did you, um, you have anything what specific you want to talk about? What about the character,
1: the, like, bad character who kept on having to repent? Like, um, uh-huh. what's his name? K- Kichijiro. K- Kichijaro. Yeah.
0: Kichichiro. Um uh, Yeah, what, what did you think about him? I thought – I'm going to lump this into mo- moments of un- unintentional humor. There were some moments in this movie that were unintentionally funny, I think. Uh, One of them was this guy coming back time and time again to confess. I think his function in the movie was to remind us that, and again, Andrew Garfield, wonderful performance, really a lot of depth, a lot of soul. This character uh, was betrayed by this guy which we all saw coming. I assume he I guess he was kind of the Judas of the story, right? Yep. Um he's betrayed by him over and over and over again and he betrays his faith over and over again. And but yet he he is always struggling to be forgiven and try again. Um and I think that was also a function of showing how Andrew Garfield's character is being challenged to forgive him.
1: Mm-hmm. and he I, doesn't
0: he does yes he did every time he there was gave one him-
1: time when he was like he is he is an animal or like he is like just dis, dis, disgraceful or something like he he did he was say thinking, that but he yeah.
0: still performed the rite of confession he still did it anyway even though he was it. angry i think he did that's the thing is i think he does in a way and you could maybe we don't we have to agree on that but i think that To a point of almost stubbornness and blindness, this man believes that, you know, I have to forgive him no matter what. And I think that he did. He did perform that rite of forgiveness. And in the end, they kind of ended up where that guy was like his servant and they had a relationship that spanned after, you know, uh, you know, the the public rejection of his his faith as well also one thing that i felt was really poignant about it was so when they're all the villagers are sent to step on the art the jesus step on the jesus right um but so why
1: did they have all those g, g- Jesuses? Isn't i that, assume they isn't confiscated them
0: there may okay. be a pottery you know how they have all those sip and paint stores around here where mm-hmm. you go and you go with your friends you drink wine and you point we did that for your birthday once right mm-hmm. yeah Maybe there's like a pottery class in the village where everybody makes a Jesus. I don't know. Um, So had he not trampled the Jesus, Andrew Garfield's character would have died. Like Andrew Garfield goes back to Gato. No one's there. He's got no food. He's got no access to water. He doesn't know where he's going. Had he not betrayed the group and trampled the Jesus, and then come back to find Andrew Garfield and give him food and water, even though he betrays him. Andrew Garfield would be dead, mm-hmm. so in a way, he kind of owes him his life for that betrayal. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but where? Let me circle back to the unintentionally funny. I did find him running in with enthusiasm each time, asking to confess. There was something. There was a bit of absurd, absurd about it, and almost humorous. Yeah, I agree. It was. It was also pathetic. Like, well, it yeah, was I like, think he's supposed to be pathetic.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought the actor did a really good job. Like I thought the actor was he was excellent. Yeah, he really Um, was. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess I just uh, I you know would have been. I guess this involves talking a little bit about how it the last half of it goes, like the the ending. I guess Mm -hmm. it would have been more interesting if he would have if. Andrew Garfield's character. So a few times, this character says, "Where is God? Is God here? Is God listening? Is mm-hmm. God with me?" Yeah. And I think it would have been more interesting if he had, would have had decided, "No, he's not. God is not here. He's mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't exist, and mm-hmm. I will become a boot boot, boot Buddhist like on my own mm-hmm. and learn about that and mm-hmm. lead a ha- happy life and leave Christianity behind." And
0: so you wanted to see him completely reject. I don't know how because, you could after that much indoctrination, after everything yeah. you've been through, after all the suffering. It, yeah. I think we are wired to justify what happens to us, you know? Yeah. Um, so the other moment of unintentional humor and i i may get dragged for this to be, i don't i think this is partially like just me being profoundly uncomfortable with this movie and like just mom- like having to laugh at something uh but when that guy gets his head samurai chopped off and the body's like squirting blood out of the neck it felt mm-hmm. very monty python to me and i know that it's not meant to be that way but i turned to chris and i and i was like ask I mean, I know they're not trying to be funny, but it's kind of funny, right? Um, and I know that there was what did Chris. Something. Say he was—he looked at me like I was like a fucking monster. Um, so, before you drag me, just know that I think this is just a, a reaction to me being profoundly uncomfortable for like two hours. But somebody out there must have also felt the Monty Python vibes, uh, besides me. Sarah does not agree. It's okay. No, I was. It wasn't that
1: it didn't even upset me that much. It was just like, oh, here we go, more of more of the more suffering. Like, it's I almost know. like <laughs> at a
0: certain point, there's so much suffering you can't. It you can't uh, now. Andrew Garfield was recently in a movie, and I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen the movie that he's in. So I'm just not going to say what it is. But those of you who've seen the movie, you know what I'm saying. This movie that he was in that I just saw that's still in theaters um, was. Like his, he was not in the, much of the movie, but his performance was so like touching to me. Like I cried multiple times and I think it's because I found his emotional journey very relatable in that movie. And this movie, it was just like, I was so just uh, inundated with so much suffering over and over again. It was really hard to let myself feel what was going on.
1: I think so it was just the so word,
0: much. I think the word that, best
1: encapsulates how i felt about every person and the theme themes of this movie like disgusted I yeah, just was, felt, like, yeah. disgusted by all of their behavior. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, why are humans like this?
0: That's how like, I felt, why too. And why do we I hurt like each
1: other? It.
0: I understand that that's a worthy theme to explore. You're absolutely right. That's how this movie made me feel. We are... Ter- humanity is terrible. We're shitty, and we always do this to each other over and over and over again in history. And I understand that's a worthy theme to explore, but I don't... It's not something I like to spend a lot of time thinking about. Um So I tried to latch on to the moments of hope. I tried. I tried to latch on to the strength of the bond between Andrew Garfield's character and Adam driver's character, that moment where they're laying in the sun right before they get caught, um, outside, uh, you know, the, uh, the, I, I, the commitment that Andrew Garfield has to trying to, make give these people that in this these villages some hope you know mm-hmm. uh and forgiveness those are all things that i was latching onto and the rest of it was just like just real hard for me to digest um the last moment of and i think maybe this was a bit intentional in its humor One of my favorite moments in the movie was when they were hiding in the shack and people were coming to to see confession at night. And Adam Driver is like trying to take confession, but he does not understand enough of the language to know what this woman is saying to him. And he Mm -hmm. keeps asking her to repeat herself. (laughs) And there was something about it that very Adam about it that was like it reminded me of like the frustration he must have trying to like be on a Zoom call or something like there was something relatable and funny about it to me um i don't know if you remember even that remember that scene that i'm talking about
1: i i think i'd remember it but i don't remember his expression or his exact um, i really liked that
0: part (laughs) (laughs) uh it was just a little bit of moment of humanity uh so and I wrote down several times, this movie is the worst. Um, <laughs> oh, it feels, it felt like a cult. There were moments of it that felt mm-hmm. very cultish to me. Yeah. Um. So without, in absence of hope for me, and I understand maybe some other people did find hope, if you're very strong in your faith, to see someone go through all of this and still not. Inside, obviously out externally, he had to reject his faith. I think the movie is pretty clear at the end that he did not inside reject it, just on the outside. But in absence of that, of hope, or in absence of some kind of subtlety where we're looking at both sides of the equation a little bit more. Um, I feel like to me, this movie is about captivity. It's about the f- psychological effects. Of captivity and uh the manipulation of a ca- of captors on their prisoners. And it's about Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Ultimately that's what the movie was about for me. I don't know how you feel about that or if you disagree.
1: Oh my gosh. I just had this this uh flash of like like G G G G Jesus being their their cat cat captor, like the captor of the priest. I know what that sounds, but no, no, no. I know, but I'm just saying, like when you said that, I understood what you meant, but I also, like in my mind, was like, like they're they're also being held prisoner by by their faith,
0: by their faith a bit, yeah, uh, for sure. Um
1: Um, Yeah, I do think that that is valid that they were they were captives and Mm -hmm. and also like something else I wanted to ask, like Mm -hmm. why did Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield's characters? day in japan like why didn't they move back to port portugal
0: i don't think they could get off i don't think they could get back home i think they had to stay i think they were still prisoners essentially like they were being watched like they said year after year the inquisitor would come back and make andrew garfield i'm sorry we keep saying it was rodrigue rodriguez Rod- was his name yes they gave him a new name they gave him a, a wife and a child they made him every year write down that he renounced his faith every year he i don't think they were free men i mean number mm-hmm. one it's not like they could hop on the bullet train and head back to portugal yeah. you know so there was an easy it was not easy it's it was there was no easy way to get out of the country battle. yeah uh japan is in the middle of the ocean yeah um but also i think they were I don't think they were free men. I think they were captive for the rest of their lives. Oh,
1: so depressing. It's God. so
0: depressing. And to watch them going through Christian artifacts and getting I'd other people to say, sent. I know. I Ugh. It's just like, it hurts me so deeply to watch Adam driver's character running into the water to try to save these people that are drowning to and be drowning drowned himself. himself. It's just like, I understand that suffering and pain exists and we have to reflect on that. But like, I, why? Like what, what am I? I I don't know what I'm getting out of that. It's just, it's not for me. No, it's just not for me. And I did not feel like I wanted to be in this world. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -mm. Um, I want to talk about the Jesus speak scene. Which one? The one where Andrew Garfield is being told you need to step on the G the Jesus artifact mm-hmm. or so that all these people will not be stuck in the pit. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, think a little, uh, think about them and, 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 and what they're going through and understand that it's not a, the doctrine is, and is not as, what is most important here. And, and that as he is a, looking down at this Jesus this it begins to speak to him that's the scene I want to talk about mm-hmm. okay so I don't know what your thoughts are about that where he's like I mean by like, that point hey they're like... hey a big guy you know he's, like, hey they're big guy, step on me step on me buddy I want you to step on me <laughs> what did you think about that scene
1: I was like, all right, all right, well, whatever. Was, uh, just get maybe through 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 this faster. Who cares? Like, I mean, you I that was, done. I you was done. done. You had shut I was shut down like, down at that I point. was like, just fucking step on him. Like, who, <laughs> please like, come on. I want this movie to be over.
0: I feel like I'm in the pit.
1: Like, uh, I feel like if God or Jesus really cares about you, they're gonna understand if you step on them.
0: Like metaphorically
1: and if they're not then they're jerks that's yeah. what i'm saying
0: yeah um i from a filmmaking standpoint did not i understand why it was in the movie but i did it i did not care for it it was again unintentionally funny to me <laughs> that jesus was talking back to him i i I was really struggle not to laugh. And and yeah. again, I am coming at this from my own point of view, which is where I am on the outside looking at this into as an intellectual exercise. I don't I cannot relate to this level of dedication to this particular thing. I, I just can't. Um so when he when Jesus starts talking, I was like, Oh, this is uh is this the best way to communicate what's happening? Um it, i don't know it just felt out of place to me like i understand there were moments where he like sees himself in the water and he's like looking at pi- thinking yeah, that about was the pictures weird. it it felt really weird and out of place yeah. to me like that would have felt more like it made more sense in a movie like goodfellas which where there was a lot of kind of breaking of reality uh this yeah. the yeah, this it, it, feel it was right so it. grounded in reality most of yeah. the time that it just felt really weird to me yeah it was
1: really weird and i was really like i mean I, I was ready for the film to be over, but I also like knew that it was weird and was kind of like, I mean, yeah, like if he needs Jesus to talk to him, to tell him that it's okay, like fine. I like, guess he just really needs that. But
0: I mean, look, my, I just got a bunch of girl scout cookies from my, one of my daughter's classmates. And every night, Sarah, when I go to my secret cabinet with the, Girl Scout cookies in it because I'm not going to share with my kids. The tag-alongs, they speak to me. Really? <laughs> and they say, Go eat ahead, me. Nicole. You can have me. You can eat me. Put me in your mouth. And not just one. They're like, put three or four of me in your mouth. And then the some the Samoas are also like, hey, don't forget about us. Put us in your mouth also. <laughs> Hey, OK, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a little tidbit I can share about the article that I read. Uh, it was a priest kind of contextualizing some of this stuff. And he's uh, this is the thing that I didn't really consider, because at the end I was like, OK, he needs Jesus to give him the permission to, to to step on him so that he can save these people. That's what I was thinking. Right. But the priest who was talking about this movie said that it's not about saving the people. It's not about saving their physical bodies. It's about Jesus asking of him to step on him because Jesus asks of him to do that thing. Apparently, there are these levels of humility. And one of the highest level of humility is to do something in the name of God that other people don't understand and reject the way that Jesus was rejected. And so he's reached the highest level of humility because he's doing something that goes against everything he stands for. And it's not a, even about the people hanging from the pits. It's about him doing what God asked him to do, which is to step on him, even though it goes against everything he stands for. I don't like that. I like I – That's would, what the I priest – him... that's how the priest interpreted it. Not That's just his interpretation, but I just thought that was interesting.
1: That's, to me, That's that interpretation feels like it's a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to like a selfless thing, like to save people, it's no. You're doing something that goes against controlling, like controlling and like selfish. Like I don't know. It just
0: I I don't. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I do. I think I prefer the reading of it being more like again, forgiveness and absolution mm-hmm. and saying like, I understand that you have to do this right now and I forgive you. And mm-hmm. I, I think I like that reading better. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought I'd share yeah. that. Oh, also, gosh. by the way, I read an article with Andrew Garfield talking about, with a, uh, the the person who wrote the article about how he went through, he did a lot of uh, going through some of the things that, you know, the trials or whatever, the meditations and things that these priests would go through and how this, movie like really awakened his love for Jesus and God and brought him closer to his own spirituality. And this, some, this something that this unlocked something inside of him, um, that really spoke to him. Okay. <laughs> <Sarah's> like, <laughs> uh I didn't, I admit I didn't, I, this was like one of those rabbit holes where you go from article to article. There is yeah. an article out there that I've read, uh, with Adam and Andrew talking about working on this movie, I didn't read it today because I was I w- didn't want to step on your toes in case you did read it. But Adam
1: was raised Catholic, right? I don't remember or Christian, Pro-
0: Protestant. I don't, I don't think know. he's Catholic. Um, Catholic, Protestant, something. Maybe. Um. I do remember in this article that he said that he and Andrew would just talk about food all the time because they were like really hungry.
1: (laughs) I remember you telling me that, and I remembered (laughs) seeing this movie and the scenes they had together. Just like thinking, like, won't what what food were they talking about during this scene? Right.
0: (laughs) Breakfast cereal, rotisserie chicken, something like that. Yeah. Um, Okay. Before we go, I want to readdress. Okay, two things. One. Before I get into like the deep philosophical question, do you think Father Rodriguez smuggled that cross up his butt for like 40 years? The one that he ends up with when he's in, in the funeral pyre. Ow. Was that cross in his anal Ow. cavity? No, he would have
1: been perforated.
0: How how else did he keep it?
1: Um, his did his, w- his wife, wife? Did
0: put it in his hand, it seems like. Yeah. But How did he get it out of the prison if not in his butt? But how? I don't that would have hurt. That
1: would have it would have hurt, but it it wouldn't have have
0: been the worst thing that happened to him during that time period. Let's be honest. But why do you need that? Why can't you have it in your brain? Because, well, the object was meaningful. The object was given to him by one of the villagers when they had nothing else but that cross. Uh huh anyway just yeah, but it could, ca- I it could had.
1: lead to him being killed i don't know i guess i don't understand the stakes like yes it's, the entire the movie very i high. don't understand the stakes yes um, well
0: uh, uh his, the guy what's his name um the one who was uh, asking to be forgiven all the time he was he had a religious artifact in a sack i mean hide that shit better dude hide mm-hmm. that shit better anyway but maybe that was the point as he was tired of hiding Remember he had the religious artifact in a little baggie around his neck, Mm -hmm. and they took him away, presumably to kill him. I assume. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So my last question is not about Father Rodriguez's butt. My last question is, but his butt. You know where people. potentially smuggled this oh i'm sorry i was like when did we see andrew garfield's butt (laughs) i think we saw it a bit when he was like writhing around on his prison floor perhaps with his like very sort of diapery thing he was wearing um does this movie present a point of view that this kind of mentality is destructive to those involved Uh, That it is rigid, that it leads to suffering, or does this movie present the point of view that this is a heroic act to hold on to your faith in spite of what happens to you and others around you? What is the point of view? Because it's got to be one of the two, I feel like. Could it be both? Could it be up to
1: interpretation? Could Martin Scorsese have wanted you to interpret it however you want to? I kind of feel that the movie could be equally viewed with both lenses. Like Mm -hmm. both of those make complete sense, which makes me think that he wanted it to be that way.
0: Okay. I disagree. Um, I do think that it presents us with suffering, but as an act of martyrdom and heroism. And the reason that I think that is mostly because of the last shot, which is of him holding the cross mm-hmm. inside of the barrel. Um, because if the movie had just ended with this guy being a prisoner and having to renounce his faith publicly, but privately inside, still holding on to it. Um I think. I don't know. I I just don't think that's what I get from this movie. I think that, I think this movie is saying like, this was a thing that happened that these folks went through and we should witness that. Um, But that ultimately, the uh, resilience of his faith is heroic that's what I think the movie is saying. Yeah. That's what I got. But I'm the not last, saying it's not open to interpretation.
1: The last shot for me, I did not even think about it being heroic. I, When I saw that, I was like, how sad is that? That even after all these years, he still clung to that and didn't mm-hmm. try to adapt, didn't try to... By smuggling adjust. it in
0: his butt. Obviously. I'm just saying,
1: didn't try to learn about Buddhism, didn't try to expand his mm-hmm. brain, um his horizons. Like, mm-hmm. instead of growing, he just clung to this old mm-hmm. faith that mm-hmm. would kill him. Yeah, that to me was sadness. That that was very clearly how sad is that, as opposed mm-hmm. to how heroic is that. So that's okay. what I'm saying is that it could re- leg- so g- you legitimately think it was be interpreted open to
0: interpretation. and. Mm-hmm. I th- oh wow okay yeah I, that's fair that's fair, um. And I I don't want to make I th- I want to make it clear that I don't think that the Inquisitor or these people that were torturing everyone were justified in any way like they are not like what they did was horrible, and people these people should have been allowed to if they wanted to be Christian they should have been allowed that mm-hmm. they should have also been allowed to ad- adjust. The Christianity and its and iconography to fit their the, the Japanese experience. Cult- 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 yeah, they should have been yeah. allowed to do that. Which I remember Liam Nielsen's character talking about in a very negative way.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: don't think I don't think anybody was really in the right here. Hmm. I do think that at least with the information I was presented with, which was very centric Worse-hided. to the priests um, and their characters, was that they. Um, I think we're doing it out of love. I don't think they were doing it to control the people of that country. I don't think they were trying to spread political influence. I don't think any of that. I think they were doing it purely to, because they felt like that was their gift to humanity was absolution and forgiveness and salvation. And that's what they were trying to do. And uh, ultimately I, ultimately, when this movie was over, I was like, I just like I now I feel like shit. Yeah,
1: no, it definitely <laughs> felt like the priests were coming to it from an individual vi- 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 perspective, but mm-hmm. the the Japanese, uh, the Inquisitor and his crew were coming to it from not an individual perspective, mm-hmm. but from a cultural, polit- pol- 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 political, like mm-hmm. bigger. P- Yeah. Picture perspective.
0: But sending the missionaries to Japan in the first place, I think was a ideological and politically motivated thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was kind of the purpose of sending them there in the first place, even if that isn't what they were there for. What the individuals were there for. Yeah. All right. Uh, Final thoughts on this film and, or, and ish, would you recommend this to a fan of Adam driver's work? So, f- final thoughts. I thought it was very
1: well made in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, and it was also mm-hmm. lacking in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and it was too long. And yes, the subject matter was obsessed setting, yes. and however, I am. I did learn some things, mm-hmm. and uh, may- maybe I didn't learn specifics, but I, mm-hmm. I was. I became aware mm-hmm. that this happened. Mm-hmm. True, and I'm glad that I learned that. I guess okay. so. So and, and also Adam had did a had a great performance yeah, performance. So I would I would recommend this to okay. a fan just because of his performance. Mm-hmm. And if you're a real fan, you will watch all of his films.
0: That's very true. That's very true. Uh great. Okay. Uh I um did not enjoy this. I would like to scrub it for my memory. Um I am very sad that this happened to people. And that people in our world continue to be persecuted and tortured and imprisoned for who they are and what they believe. Still to this day. Yeah. Uh, and I... Would would I recommend this to a fan of Adam Driver's work? I would say that Adam gave a really great performance. He's not in the movie very much. Um, and I would, uh, as you said... Say that you, if you're a fan, you should watch everything. But, but here's my caveat. Save this fucking movie for the second to last movie that you ever watch of Adam Driver's work. Save it. Second to last. Don't make it the last. Because you don't want to leave on this note. You don't want to leave your exploration of Adam Driver's filmography with this film because it's such a fucking downer. So save it to the second to last and and then make your last film something you've been saving up. That you know is going to be uh, like a more enjoyable experience like Logan Lucky or mm-hmm. uh, The Dead Don't Die or Patterson which you haven't watched but Patterson mm-hmm. I feel like this movie is a wound like a big mm-hmm. gaping festering wound and Patterson is like a bomb to this wound. Mm -hmm. So if we were not waiting for the all-powerful wheel to bestow upon us the time at which we could watch Patterson, Sarah, I would immediately, post-haste, follow this up by watching Patterson, uh, just to cleanse your emotional palate. Okay. So do I recommend this film? It's good. Yes. Yes. But I wouldn't run to watch it first. Mm-hmm. that's what i'll say because Maybe it's just, just not
1: enjoyable break it up into like three or four different parts
0: why prolong it sarah why prolong it i was
1: it? glad that i because wa- like when i left last night i was <sighs> furious and then when i started again today i was the the anger was not there anymore so i started it fresh
0: okay so you, you know, feel so like there was having, less anger having it broken up for you was good -hmm. Okay, fair. I probably would have. And you know what? Other people on Twitter recommended that to me. Other thank you, uh, by the way, everybody who replied to my posts about this movie with your comforting words, (laughs) and also your advice to break this up. I should have broken it up. It might have been easier to digest and and reflect on had I broken it up. It just our the way our schedule worked out. I had I had no choice but to watch it all at once last night and maybe it would have been more digestible for me had I broken it up. Now, after I watched it, I was very sad. And so I couldn't go to sleep right away. So I did draw a picture. Would you like to see it? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to show it to you. So listeners, Unfortunately, you will only be able to see this if you're watching the vidcast, but I am going to post it to Twitter. I've been posting some of my pictures. So I did I had to draw a picture of my sweet baby Rick. Aww. Uh this is the a picture of Rick uh from oh Tracks. And so that's what I did last night cuz I was super sad and I just Trax? needed to heal a bit. Um yeah, so this is a picture I drew of Rick from Tracks. Anyway, it's so cute. He's adorable. Uh, so, okay, we made it through silence! At least I don't have to watch this again! Thank God! Um, Sarah, do you have any moments of thirst? At all? I think he was still, like, he still
1: had some moments where he looked very Mm -hmm. handsome, and, Mm -hmm. and, 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 um, like, he still... He still had the charisma and the yes. The, he you cannot the bo- tamper
0: down the charisma. You the can't. the body
1: language le- 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 that was and the way, the way he was he like moved thundering through the yeah. woods,
0: even though he was trying to crouch down and make himself tiny. Yeah, like yeah. he was
1: so he was so. Uh, I just would have you know. He should. I just. You I know, wanted to. Was wrap concerned about up. his weight. I yeah. wanted
0: to feed him. I wanted to feed him so badly. I just wanted to mm-hmm. spoon feed him. I wanted to hold out a chicken I wanted to hold out a rotisserie chicken arm for him to bite into. That's mm-hmm. I was concerned. Yeah, I I just was I
1: I know this sounds weird but like every time that we saw like part of his skin Mm -hmm. I was just and it was like bones Mm -hmm. I was like picturing like his wife like Joanne being like when are you
0: gonna eat something like oh my god I know that would be I agree that would be hard would you be concerned about Chris like I would uh I and they're both actors so maybe it's different for them but yeah I feel like if I was dramatically you know changing my body for a role I feel like my partner would be concerned about me you Mm -hmm. know he'd be slipping me (laughs) tag-alongs in my sleep You know? Um, Well, yeah, I think that's totally fair. I did write down some moments of thirst because, as you know, I'm incorrigible and Mm -hmm. even in a movie like this I can find things to be thirsty about. So, um, number one on my list is ears. I feel like never has Adam's ears been so acutely on display. And I love them and I just want to tug on them. You love his ears? I think they're adorable. Also, they were like (sighs) So on display in this movie because he lost a lot of weight
1: in his face, yeah. and his
0: his hair was kind of like uh, out, yeah. So yeah. I thought he, his ears looked adorable. Um, there was something very vulnerable about this character, and I think we you can kind of hear us responding to that in the way that we just kind of wanted to feed him and and clothe him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was and not just about the skinniness, but something about this character was very vulnerable, and. Uh, You're sweet, sweet, and like really, I was wanting. I wanted to take care of him. Does that is yeah. that thirsty? I no. guess. Me- no, I maybe. think it is for me. Yeah, I think there's something erotic about wanting to take care of someone, mm-hmm. wanting to take care of them. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I would say is that he, he, his character has big virgin energy and. I cannot n- but want to corrupt him. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, let's say Father Garuppe is, you know, he's stopping through a town on his way to his mission and I'm, I'm a bar wench handing out ale. I feel like I could show him a thing or two. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's all I'm saying. All right. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. How about some trivia? I know yeah. you've got a lot of trivia and That's, I'm ready for um, it. Some of it is fu- funny too. Oh, thank so. God. I feel like this, I feel like I, listeners, I hope you don't think less of us because we tried to make light of some of these things. This was just a really heavy movie. And our podcast is, we're trying to have fun where we can and talk about the movie, honestly. But I feel like it's so really, I needed some levity. Um, I think
1: you know. it's funny. I don't know. This could be, like, funny in the no. sense of, of Sarah, you I thought a, a decapitation it-
0: funny. That's what I'm I saying. I thought this the decapitation funny was funny, way. so it can't be worse than that.
1: Okay. Um, According to Liam Neeson, director Martin Scorsese is intimidating on set, and he requires absolute silence. If he hears one tiny sh- sound, it shush-hatters it for him. I'm wow. just imagining Martin Scorsese being like,
0: he seems fun. Like he's like Ross <laughs> from Friends where he's doing that thing where he's like. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> seems like a real fun guy.
1: This film was screened early to 40, I'm sorry, 400 Jesuit priests in Rome.
0: I bet that was a chuckle Looks good time. <laughs> I'm sure they all had fun. Oh, my God. Um. What do you let's think that what, what do you think that screening was like afterwards? Do you think they all just were like, oh, they're like Martin. This shit is dark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you got to put some jokes in here." They're probably like, "God, I'm glad I'm not one of those priests." <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's see. Uh, where
0: is it? I'm on pins and needles.
1: So they shot in Taiwan. I don't okay.
0: know. Okay. That's not. That's not uh, all right. Yeah um i mean the locale was gorgeous like the shots were beautiful it was a beautifully shot film
1: the film's premiere was held at the vatican
0: wow (laughs) martin you don't have to try this hard you really don't (laughs) shit um
1: okay so the producer Erwin Winkler said that he personally mm. believes this film is the best film Martin has ever done.
0: I don't agree, but I, I feel like, I guess it all depends on what speaks to you. Okay. Here's, here's the last thing. And
1: it is kind of funny while growing his hair and beard to play the, the, this role. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Garfield appeared on, G- Jimmy Kimmel live and read mm-hmm. a tweet from a user who claimed he looked like a pedophile that lives in an RV.
0: Oh, that's just nice.
1: So it's not very funny, actually. No. I, I, I misjudged that. I'm very that's sorry. Okay.
0: That's okay. That's not very nice at all. I wonder if that was no. a mean tweet that he had to read out loud. No, that, yeah, I actually thought tweet. he looked very Jesus like, which he I guess was intentional. I think intentional, that was right? intentional. Yeah. Okay. All right. So
1: he actually took a year off to grow out his hair and beard. Like he a didn't whole year work just for to grow a year off
0: a, mm-hmm. a, a year off from what acting. Okay. I was like a year off, like just generally where he's like, from I can't. he's like, I'm sorry. I can't leave the house. <laughs> I can't do laundry. I'm busy growing my beard. No, he didn't
1: take roles. That's okay. the thing. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, he could have, he can afford it. He could have been in Jesus Christ superstar. That's true. Um,
1: all right. Well, yeah, thank sorry you. Sorry was... that trivia wasn't that no. funny. I just found the idea. I'm just picturing like the the the, the Vatican, like With, in like, the basilica, having just... like a, a pro- 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 projector screen, like stood up, like, like in a the giant
0: outside. They put like you know. Anyway, yeah, that's very funny to me. Uh, yeah oh you look awesome come the fuck upstairs (laughs) okay but
1: wait i have to worry about something what if you come up here i'm gonna tie you to my bed and keep you for
0: at least three days i'm just in that kind of mood shall we talk about what we're gonna watch next week yes so we don't need the wheel sarah do you know what we're watching next time is it are we we're going straight into the the snl shorts no we're gonna go back to brooklyn Brooklyn 99 so i feel like let's finish out season one and then maybe we'll do some snl shorts i feel like maybe in between seasons of brooklyn 99 we'll do like snl shorts or something else Mm -hmm. um so i have got the uh i've got the uh synopsis up now i had to go to instagram (laughs) (laughs) to look at the last episode we did i was like what's the last episode we did from season one because listeners we were watching season one which sarah's never watched all the way through right so this is new Mm. for you a lot of these episodes i've watched almost all of brooklyn nine nine except i think the season before like season seven there were a lot of i didn't see season seven but i've watched everything else so um We were in season one. Then we took a break to watch season eight because that was happening right then. And it felt like we needed to watch that right then. Then we were like, oh, well, then Baking It came out. So then we watched Baking It. (laughs) And then we finished up season eight. So now we're coming back to season one. So we're going through all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine taking breaks i think for when andy has a new project or Mm -hmm. you know occasionally i think we'll go back to some of his snl appearances because he had Mm -hmm. a long career at snl uh Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more lonely island shorts so i think we're going to do some selections of lonely island shorts and and snl stuff in between the seasons Mm -hmm. so uh sarah we are watching episode 13 the bet here is a uh uh, here's the synopsis. When Holt holds a celebration for Charles after he is awarded the Medal of Val, while while Holt holds a celebration for Charles after he is awarded the Medal of Valor, Amy is forced to go on a ridiculous date with Jake after she loses their long-running bet. So I guess Jake, remember they had that bet going of who was going to solve more cases. I guess mm-hmm. Amy loses, and now she has to go on a date with Jake. Okay? So we're mm-hmm. going to get some Jake and Amy action in the next nice. episode. Uh, and then we're also going to watch episode 14, The Ebony Falcon. Jake begins to have second thoughts about putting Terry back in the field for a dangerous undercover assignment, while Rosa and Amy try to help Gina after she is robbed. So that's uh, that's we're going to watch a, a different, slightly different tone than what we watched this week. Slightly different tone. I think it's good. I think it'll be good for us. Uh, I'm ready to get to back to something light and funny. As you know, that those are my favorite things to watch. <laughs> I'm all about the escapism. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm not so- sorry that I watched this movie, by the way. I'm not sorry. I'd I i am re- I'd like to scrub it from my memory, but I'm not sorry that I watched it. Uh, but I'm ready to get back into something a little later. So, uh, Sarah, do you have anything that you want to plug before we wrap it up here? uh sure uh so i have
1: an instagram account called hedge hodges bodpaws H E D G E H O D G E S underscore b-o-d-p-o-s yeah um and actually i was just on a guest on a different podcast (gasps) called the madness cafe podcast i was on that
0: show too which nicole was lovely they are lovely
1: yes so i had met um the one of the co-hosts raquel Mm-hmm. through a different friend oh then melissa who, uh,
0: that's
1: how i'm n- a different friend than than, Mil- than M- M- melissa yeah um and then i met the other co-host via my instagram account mm-hmm. um they are nice. l- lovely mm-hmm. and we had a great conversation about um me- me- mental health and and body issues and uh uh, creativity and self-expression express so it was kind of like uh just a really nice con- conversation about that as so you can find that on their um their podcast website uh which is a, yeah, through a, a link on their instagram account M- M- madness cafe podcast
0: nice um they're lovely yeah. mm-hmm. very wonderful uh awesome i love that uh, listeners, thank you for all the emotional support that you have given us during this trying time while we have had to watch this movie. Uh, we love talking to you about Adam and Andy. Uh, so if you want to chat with us or share some news or just talk about how you just love these guys as much as we do, uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy podcast, and you fi- can find us on Twitter at Adam Andy pod. Um, Sarah are you ready to go back to the 9-9 yes totally I want to see how it all began
1: I want to like I want to see the progression of the relationships Mm -hmm. and the friendships and same yeah
0: I'm ready I'm looking forward to it I'm excited I'm ready to dive back in